we give you praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you are. Thank you for what you have been to us. I thank you for what you will always be to us. We give you praise and we thank you. That even within the vicissitudes of life, you are still the God that we can trust and depend on and rely on. We give you praise. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Good morning and welcome to our Sunday service. If this is your first time of joining us, we just want to thank God for you and bless God for you. And we hope this, is, this will not be your last time of joining us also. Uh, this morning, as you can see from the intro, I will be talking on the subject of change. And that will take me this week and next week. As I began to study and I was putting the finishing touches to uh, this message, uh, a friend of mine just sent an article to me that has this diagram. And it aptly described what I wanted to talk about. Um, if you look at that, there's a bridge there. And um, that bridge is in the country of Honduras. If you have ever heard of a word called the bridge to nowhere, this bridge aptly describes that. And the thing about this bridge is that Honduras is, um, is is prone to all kinds of, you know, uh, weather, hurricane and all that stuff. So they call this Japanese company, and this Japanese company uh, designed uh, this bridge. Strong, spent a lot of money on it, and all of that, and they put it up there. And it became one of the most talked about bridges in Honduras. Two, three years down the line, a weather system came in, and guess what happened? The river channel, this river is called River Chocolata, or what, let me, let me see if I, if I get that name right. I'm not very good in Spanish. My Spanish is terrible. Uh, it's called uh, Choluteca, the River Choluteca, right? Now, what happened is, you see where the bridge is? That's actually where the river was. But when that weather system came, the bridge, remained constant, consistent, but the river created another part for itself, right around the bridge. So what happened to all the money they spent and everything that happened there? It became useless because it became a bridge to nowhere. My question to you this morning and next week is going to be, are you ready for change? I want you to notice something. This bridge was built to last. Yeah. Has it fulfilled that? Yes, it's lasted. Yes. But was it built to be used or useful? How are you building in the next two years down the line, 10 years down the line, 20 years down, to the line, down the line? Are you still going to be relevant? Are you still going to be useful? Because the idea is not just to build to last, 
is also to build to remain relevant. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Yeah. How are you living your life? Whether you like it or not, change is coming. Change is baked into the system, our life systems. Yes, that's right. Everything is changing, nothing ever remains the same. And if you don't get ready the way you live your life, you are going to become obsolete. If you know my story, you know I grew up in church. You know, you, everybody knows I grew up in church. I was, you know, I was not born in church, but somehow at a, at, 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 as, as a four-year-old or whatever, I found my way to church. All right? The church I grew in, the church I attended at that time, Guess what happened was one of the most happening churches when you talk about people getting born again and all that stuff. That was the church in town. That was the in-town church. That was the, the church of the time. As I began to grow and I became a teenager, guess what happened? The church started dwindling in influence. And instead of us to understand, to look at, instead of you know, my church people to look at what was going on, guess what happened? We started complaining, oh, you know, uh, in the last days, many people were hip-hop teachers to themselves. They have itching ears and all of that. And we kept on doing that. And the church was never ready to change the way they did things because things were changing. Life was changing. The way people received the gospel was changing. Now, when we talk about change, we're not saying the gospel will change. We're just saying your style must change. The way we live our lives, the way we write, if, if you don't know anything about change, at least 2020, is, 2020 has told you. 20, 2020, you know, the way we walk, the way we live. Many years ago, if they said you walk at home, people think you are lazy. Am I correct? But sometimes, if you don't take time, if you don't understand things, you will soon realize that yesterday's wisdom can be today's foolishness. Let me say that again. A lot of times, yesterday's wisdom becomes today's foolishness. You know why? Is it that the wisdom was not functioning yesterday? No, it was functioning yesterday, but the wisdom was only good for yesterday. Today, you need a new mercy. Even God himself is new every time. He renews. He changes. He does everything renew. I mean, he, 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 he does not remain the same. Even though he is the same, but the way he relates with us, the way he relates with the world, the way he does things is change. If you don't understand change, you will become obsolete. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian, you're a Muslim, you are a, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a church, you're a business, you're, change is baked into the system. And one thing I don't want to happen to us individually and collectively as a church is that we ever go obsolete. I want us to remain relevant, to remain consistent. You know why? Because God needs you to be relevant and to remain consistent. Yes. You know why? You need you to remain consistent and remain relevant. And others need you to remain relevant and to remain consistent. Where am I going this morning? What I'm trying to do this morning is to show you how to cope with change. What are the things you have to do to cope with change? When change comes, because it's going to come. It's going to come, whether you like it or not. You cannot pray change away. 
You cannot fast it away. You cannot confess change away. The only option you have to change is to respond. And if you don't know how to respond to change, you will not be relevant. All right? So many things we just, we, 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 we obsess over. There are so many things we obsess over. You know, uh, we're afraid of growing old. We're afraid, in fact, um, somebody saw me some time ago and all of that, and the last time he saw me, my, my, my hair was still dark. And he was hyperventilating that my hair is gray now. You need to do something to it. You need to, you know, you, it's, it's not right. And I'm like, I'm just growing old. Change is happening. And I'm conforming to change. I'm just conforming to change. Why will I hyperventilate? I don't want to get old. There's something about oldness or ageness that's attractive, boy. There's something about youthfulness that's attractive. Every stage of life, there's something attractive to it. It is what you do with it that matters. If you know me very well also, you know that, you know, I like to run. Uh, two years ago, I called myself to a meeting, right? And, and, and we had that meeting. And you know what the meeting was? I told myself that the things that I used to do, I do them no more right now. Because change is coming. Before, I would just go out. I don't need to plan it. I do half a marathon. I do it just like that. Two years ago, I told myself, I said, uh-uh. The body is changing. I have to adjust. I have to make amends. I have to compensate. Even though the goal remains the same, I will get to the goal. But the way to which I'm getting to the goal is what I need to respond to. Why do we, why oh, are we afraid of change? Why don't we like change? But before then, let me just read scriptures to you. Let me read, can you, can you open to Ecclesiastes? Uh, let's go to Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. If, 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 uh, if, if Solomon, the author of that book, tells you something, listen. You know why? Solomon walked in the two spectrums of life. He walked in the spectrum of the highest wisdom and went back to the spectrum of highest foolishness. So that's why he was able to write the book of Proverbs and the book of Solomon, and the, uh, sorry, and the book of Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, are we there? Ecclesiastes chapter 3. All right, look at what he said. To everything there is a season. Everything. Is, is there an exception here? Everything. To how many things? Everything. And he went, if, if, if you don't understand what season means, he went ahead to tell you further. And a time to every purpose under heaven. As long as you are on this side of eternity, there is a time to everything. In other words, there is a timeline, there is a time tag to everything. If you know anything about seasons, you know that seasons has to do with change. With change. Yes. And it says there is a change coming for everything under the sun. Yeah. Right. On this part of eternity, there will always be change. It is baked into the system. It is baked into what you call life. Yes, that's right. 
Unfortunately, if you don't like change, God is not going to change his mind because of you. Because based on what Solomon said, he said, to everything, in other words, in other words, to everything there is a season. In other words, life is not complete without change. Life is not complete without change. So why is it that we, that, that, that we don't like change? Why? Why is it that we fight change somehow? Why is it that we find change? I'll just give you a little diagram here. And one of my diagrams is that because we look at life from a linear perspective, right? We think that life must always be straight. All right? So if you're like me, if you're like me, you want your life to go like this, right? Everything is always going in this direction. My, my wife is making more money. I am doing good. I have the cars I want to drive. Uh, yesterday I drove uh, a Range Rover. Today I'm driving a Maserati and next month. You know, you, you, you want your life to keep going this way. Am I correct? That's our idea of life, that life must keep going that way. All right, but sometimes at best, even if it's not going in this trajectory, right, we still want it to be like this. At least I am not driving a Range Rover yesterday. I drove a Benz yesterday and I'm driving a Benz today. I made 50,000 last year, I'm making 50,000 now. In other words, we just think that life must either go like this or at least it should go like this. But that is not the way life is designed. And we're going to come to see, I'll still come back to this, we're going to see something. That's not the way life is designed. Life is designed for change. Life is designed for change. All right? So normally, 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 uh, let me see if I can get this. Okay. Normally, life does something like this. Right? Something like this. Now, if you are here, you are at the peak. If you are here, you are in the valley. But note something. I want you to note something. That the same line that came from here and came here is the same line that got here. All right? In other words, the peaks and the valleys are still the same life. It is perspective that changes everything. Your perspective, the way you see things, the way you see life, the way you understand life, that is what changes things. Because you see, the real problem is not whether you are here or here. I've seen people who are here who messed up. And I've seen people who are here who didn't live right, who didn't do well. You know why? It is not a function of this place and this place. And in a few minutes you'll see why I'm saying that. That what keeps you going, what keeps you consistent is not whether you are in the valley or you are at the top. All right? So life will normally go this way. It's, it, it goes this way. It goes like this. It goes like this, but it's the same thread. However, even though life is inconsistent, but God designed you as a person to remain consistent. Did, did I make the point? Even though life is not consistent, God designed you to be consistent. In other words, there's a pool between the inconsistencies of life and the consistencies of life. 
Because there are still some things that remain the same, and you know them. I'll give you three points. There are so many things, but there are three things that I'll give you this morning so that we can go and rest, and then we'll think about it and come back next week, all right? So there are three things that I'll give you this morning that will help you that no matter whether you are here or here, you can still remain the same person, still thrive, still do what God has called you to do, and still maintain your purpose. All right? So God created us in his image and in his likeness. So even though life is going up and it's going down, it goes like this and like that. But in the midst of all the confusion, in the midst of everything that is changing, there are three things I want you to take note of this morning. And number one thing that I need you to take care of, to know and to understand this morning, is the simple fact. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Technology, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. The three things I need you to understand is... Um, okay, no, I'm sorry. Okay, good. The first thing is that no matter how life is, you must know and you must understand the God that you have. Understand your God. Understand who he is. The Bible tells us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, it says, they that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. What is the evidence that you know your God? The evidence that you know your God is to number one, wait on him. And then number two, trust in him. Now, let me go to that trust. Let me go to that place where it talked about trust, right? Uh, and that's in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3. In, in Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Oh, thank you. Is it 5 and 6? 5 and 6. Okay. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all... No. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Okay. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, 5 and and six. Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. Okay, good. Okay, let's go back to five again. Let's start from five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Six, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will do what? Another, another translation says he will make your path straight. So in other words, life can go like this but you can have a path within the inconsistencies of life yes, that goes like that. Yes, so everything is going up and down, but you are remaining consistent. You know why? Because you trust in God. And like I told you, the trust is a byproduct of you knowing God. Knowing God, you know, you, the, 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 sometimes the, 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 uh, the, we think that when you know God, it's, it has to do with some kind of you know, goose pimples and, and, and this thing. I'm just trying to give you something practical. That those that know God, trust him. The yes. evidence that you know God yes. is that you trust him. Yes. In other words, when you're here, you're enjoying all the goodness of life, the trust of God is still there. 
Because you know you did not bring yourself here. Correct. When you are here, you still trust God. Because you know the God that brought you here can do it the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he, still, he can still bring you up here again. Because the God that you serve, all these things don't matter to him. What matters to him is you and how consistent you are here. So when Corona is around, guess what? You are still singing and dancing and praising the Lord. When you lose your job, you are still singing and dancing and praising the Lord. When your children are not doing well, you are still singing and dancing and praising the Lord. You know why? Because the same God who created the heavens and the earth still has everything within his control. And I'm telling somebody this morning that God has you in control. Why these things go like this? I don't know. Why it is baked into the system? I don't know. But one thing I know is that God can keep you consistent. Your path can remain consistent. That's why I say trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And do what? Lean not on your own understanding. What is contending against God in our lives sometimes is what we know. Sometimes it's not the devil. It is what we know. The things we're familiar with. The things we like. The things we want. The things we desire. And we have plotted our graph. And we think that that is the way it's going to be. But I'm telling you this morning, life is not going to remain consistent. Life is not going to remain the same way. But you can be consistent. Even within the midst of all the confusion and all the things that are going on. Number two thing that you must know. Number two. You must know yourself. If you know God and you don't know yourself, the equation is not complete. The equation is not balanced. All right? Know yourself. And the, 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 story, of, the, the, the story that comes to mind, really, at this time, is the story of the prodigal son. All right? When things were going on, the prodigal son defined himself by privilege, right? I'm privileged. Things are good. I can just get the money and just go, and life will always be good, and life will always be consistent. When privilege went away and he squandered all the things that he had, he defined himself with the peaks, right? Because he went to the stable. You know why? He did not know himself until the Bible tells us. Look at what the Bible tells us. In, uh, in, 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 in the book of uh, Luke 15, he said, and when he came to himself, yes. when he came to himself, in other words, he came back. This is who I really am. Yes. I'm not defined by these things. I'm not defined by the heights or the lows. Yes. I'm defined by my father, who my father is. What did my father say I am? Yes. Now, in other words, he did not even get it complete at the time. Yes. He got it half right. All right, because he said, how many servants? He was still comparing himself to the servants. Yes. All right, but he went back. And when he went back, he truly saw his identity, that he was the child 
of the man that owned everything. I'm telling you this morning that you own, that God has told you that he owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hills are mine. Yes. And that is the God that defines you. It is not all the situations. It is not your cars. It is not your houses. It is not the clothes that you wear. It is not how you look. It is not what you think you will look. It is not what you want to do. What defines you and who you are is God. You have to know yourself. Stop defining yourself by the highs and the lows of your life. You know why? The highs will pass. The lows will pass. If you define yourself by them, then your, your personality becomes inconsistent. Yes. And that's why a lot of times we are so inconsistent. How much money I have determines how well I behave. The way things are going around me is the way I am. You have to understand that you define yourself only by who God has called you. That is what keeps you consistently consistent, even in the midst of the changes and the ups and downs. Number three, do not neglect to bring to mind the experiences that God has led you through. Don't joke with experiences that God has led you through. David was a prime case. I slew the lion, I slew the bear. And that same God, even though the method was wrong, I mean, the method is different, but that same God that helped me to do that, you know what he was doing? He was recounting his experience. And that experience that he was recounting kept him consistent. He remained consistent. All right? So he slew the bear, he did not forget. He built a memorial of consistency there. He slew the lion. He did not forget. He built a memorial of experience there. And when he came to Goliath, he said, that same God. That same God that did this. That same God is still going to do this. What I'm telling you is for every experience that we have, we must build a memorial for the things that we have learned. In Hebrews chapter, uh, in Hebrews chapter, um, Hebrews, uh, chapter 11, verse 21. The Bible talks about, um, talks about Jacob. Am I correct now? Yeah. Huh? Jacob. The Bible talks about jo- Jacob. He said that even though he was dying, yes. yet he was able to worship yes. leaning on his what? Yes. On his staff. For a shepherd, that staff is a rod of experience. That staff is what has been consistent with them. It has been with them. It has helped them to experience God. And in some culture, you know, that staff, you know what they do on that staff? They write all those things that has happened to them on that staff. And that's why even that staff, they use it. It is hereditary. All right? They transfer the staff from one generation to the other. So guess what happened? When Joseph, when every other thing failed, when every other thing was not working for him, He relied on his experience symbolically. And he stood. And he was still effective in worshiping God. He was effective in doing what God wanted him to do. Even when he was dying. What am I saying this morning? 
I'm saying that when all else fails, God will not fail you. Amen. Especially through the experiences that he has given you. Yes. You need God. Yes. You need to know yourself. And you need not to forget the experience. That's why God told the children of Israel every time. He tells them, build a memorial. Yes, that's right. Build a memorial. Remember, remember, remember. Don't forget. Remember. Because things are not going to remain the same. But what will remain consistent and keep it consistent is the experiences that you have heard and the things you've learned from those experiences. God is with you. This is the introduction. Next week, we're going, we going to look at some practical things that we can do to remain relevant, to remain consistent, even when things are not the same by next week. Let me pray for you. Father, we just want to thank you this morning. We give you praise and we bless you for your word. We thank you for everything you are doing. Thank you for life. Thank you for uh, the, the goodness of your person. Thank you for everything you are showing us and doing with us, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. I am not oblivious of the fact that people are going through all kinds of situations yes. and all kinds of circumstances. Yes. But I know the God of the valley yes. is the same God of the mountain. Yes. And that same God can do over and above, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think through Christ Jesus. Father, I just want to thank you and I bless you. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next week.